How to Repair Your Client Relationship When Things Go Wrong, with Lynn Whitbeck. And this is episode 104 on Kelly Bagla's Go Legal Yourself podcast. Welcome to the Go Legal Yourself podcast. This show is about knowing the legal life cycle of your business. Welcome to the Go Legal Yourself podcast. I'm your host and legal friend, Attorney Kelly Bagler, the Queen of Business Law. Today, I have the pleasure of interviewing Lynn Whitbeck. Lynn is the founder and CEO of Petite to Queen and Future Forward Sales, where she helps the world by providing sales and leadership training programs to achieve more. Don't we all need that? Welcome to the show, Lynn. Oh, Kelly, I am so excited to be here. Thank you so much. It's such an honor and privilege to be on your show. And I am super excited about our topic today. The pleasure is all ours because on this show, Lynn, we share valuable information to our fantastic listeners that are out there. I call them my friends, right? I'm their legal friend, but they're my friends. And now they're going to become your friends too, Lynn. So before we start, do you have an attorney joke or a favorite quote to share with us? (laughs) Well, you know, I have a story, uh, which is, I mean, I'm going to keep it brief, but uh, when my husband was diagnosed with terminal cancer, um, our family attorney recommended that we talk to a specialist and she was really amazing of uh, handling a few key things that we needed to take care of. And, you know, he's now been dead for almost four years and yet she still maintains that relationship. I, I have this thing about sending out uh, digital cards and Kelly, you've received one before. Um, so I send those to her, but she always responds personally. Uh, and it's like a real response. It's genuine. It's authentic. She, not only did she do this great job, but she's continued to nurture the relationship. And so that's my story because it's tied to what we're going to talk about today of how important it is to nurture those relationships. And yes. if I had someone who needed that type of specialized estate service, I would absolutely recommend her in a thousand heartbeats. So what you're saying is you love your lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay to love your lawyer. It's it's it's, it's rare, but it's okay. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, you are absolutely right, Lynn. The title of this show is How to Repair Your Client Relationship When Things Go Wrong. Every time when you first meet someone and you hit it off and you know you it's a match made in heaven and and absolutely nothing can go wrong and then all of a sudden either there's a huge misunderstanding it's your it's always a huge misunderstanding isn't it lynn but in any business right the number one thing that counts is the ability to sell if you can't sell no matter how big you are if you're Coca-Cola or Apple, <laughs> if you can't sell, you're not going to stay in business. Uh, and unfortunately, we've certainly seen that over the last year, how devastating that is. And so uh, sales is, you know, all about making those connections and to serve the, what your client want, needs, or lacks so they can do what? I mean, you know, maybe with an Apple, uh, you know, your iPhone, you have more freedom because of all the things you can do on that phone, right? I mean, it's just like, it's always so you can Absolutely. I do want to get into the sales side a little bit too. But before we get there, how do you how do you repair a relationship that you thought was actually on the right track? There's always this inflection point where something goes sideways and it can be a misunderstanding Um, in business. It can also be that something was done incorrectly. Uh, at a point when I was uh, doing my, my trademark work, 
something was actually trademarked incorrectly. The paperwork was everything I signed off on was correct. So it was a typo. It happens. It's human, right? Um, but all these things that occur. And so in business, we often do have areas where things can just go wrong. And it, the first thing to do is to recognize that it's not just fixing the problem. You need to do emotional repair with your client. And this is so crucial because they feel that their trust has been betrayed, even if it's something as simple as a typo. And that, of course, is a really minor thing. But for some people, it's like this big thing, like, oh, my gosh, I, this happened. So the emotional repair is a very important part of this. And this applies to every relationship, personal and professional that you have that you do the emotional repair. And when I talk about doing that emotional repair, that means that you need to actually listen. Take the time to let them tell you how this has impacted them, made them feel, what it's uh, occurred within their, maybe their business, their organization, their life because of what happened. Uh, in a way you're letting them vent, okay? But this is letting them share their experience because the only way you're gonna understand their experience is to let them tell you about it. And this is absolutely critical. And no matter how long you've had the relationship or how deep that relationship is, that emotional repair either points you in the direction where your relationship goes back up on the upswing or it takes a turn with a bitter seed that's planted. And that bitter seed can fester and grow. So emotional repair is absolutely critical um, to repair the relationship. Lynn, when it comes to listening, <laughs> and, and I say that in jest because it is very critical. If you are in business, you have to be able to learn how to listen and listen to the person at a level you, you can connect with them, right? Because people automatically become defensive automatically and they feel that they're being attacked but it's not about them it's about the person that is sharing with you how they're not on the same page as you and this can be any type of relationship and it happens all the time how do you or have you counseled clients Lynn in not interjecting and not jumping in when someone's trying to say well you made me feel like this right again it's in our nature we want to defend ourselves how do you handle that bit yeah it's absolutely critical that you not get defensive um and that you don't respond on that you need to let them talk that through and so one thing is is to in your own mind i mean mindfulness is a big part of this because we're conditioned with our behaviors to do certain things, right? So instead, we need to take that moment to pause. I call it a powerful pause and recognize that this person is trying to share vital information with you that you need. You need to understand their perception, their point of view, their why, why this matters, why it had an impact for them, why they're upset. Because if you can lean into that, the next phase of that is that they've been able to express themselves and then they're, they're able to then move forward. And then you're able to acknowledge what they've gone through and truly genuinely accept that this has been a disruption for them or a hardship, whatever has occurred. And now you're able to do the work to fix it. So I always say, don't fight, make it right. And you need to do that you have to listen. And it is some mind mindfulness and mindset work that you need to do for yourself that, no, they're not attacking me. They're giving me such important information 
And this is an opportunity for me to not only repair this relationship, to move it forward and to grow the relationship. When would you advise someone to start the repair of a relationship? Because sometimes it doesn't happen with the one conversation or five, but when would you suggest to at least start the repair? <laughs> well, if, if there's been an occurrence, like something happened, you need to start the repair immediately. That, that's critical. And there are ways that you can do this where, uh, because there are different personality types. Some people are just going to tell you flat out, they may start yelling at you because they're upset with the situation. Some people may tell you that they're really upset. Sometimes it's going to escalate because they don't feel like you're listening to them. And then there's those that will never tell you that there's something wrong. <laughs> they're just going to be quiet. So there's a couple of different tactics depending upon the type of person that you're working with because you want to flex your style to fit and match the other person's style. And so when you're having those conversations, you want to make sure you're asking them in a way that doesn't set up their back. So you're going to say like, tell me more, help me understand. Those are two ways that people are not going to feel that they're being attacked or being put on the defensive. And the other thing is if it's with someone who is not going to be forthcoming, a great way to do that is to set up a time to have a chat and go over how the, uh, let's say you uh, went through and you were doing someone's, uh, I was just taught trademark work, right? And I want to go through the experience that you had because this is going to help our organization uh, grow. It would be so helpful to us. Would you be able to share, you know, your experience, your thoughts and feelings, how it could have gone better? Because once again, this is inviting them in to share that information and that you're not going to take it as an attack. Instead, you really want to know. And so then that for those people who are resistant to, so I call them sort of these passive aggressive types, you know, and instead they're going to be able to share that with you. And then you can find out right away that something actually went wrong that they weren't happy about. And you can let them talk it through. And then you can do that emotional repair and start to address it. Because otherwise, somebody could, you could have thought that the whole trademark experience went great and they're going to give you the next piece of business that they have, but they were upset about something and they never told you. So, doing that after sale, that nurturing of the sale and asking them about their experiencing, inviting them to share with you so you can improve, so your organization can improve, that is a way to break that barrier down. And it's useful with any relationship, but it's especially useful with those people who don't share. And that sort of answers your question. So if you're going along, you know, you can just pick up something that maybe you, you sort of sense that there could be something or that you felt a little bit of an undercurrent. Maybe it was on your side, but you could just ask them, you know, I'm really curious how you feel that went, um, what your thoughts are. Is there something I could have done better or done differently that would have made you feel more comfortable? So even in personal relationships, this is a way to open up that dialogue. So you clearly do teach people how to communicate with <laughs> anyone, right? This is, this is what I'm getting from you, Lynn. You, you're yeah, able yeah, to no, teach. Because it's, yeah, yeah. Sales is everywhere. Sales is everywhere. It's in, in negotiating with your spouse, you know, or your partner, which show you're going to watch on Netflix, you know, what you're going to make for dinner with your family. I mean, it's in every aspect of our lives. And so, yes, it's, and it's not just telling like showing examples, it's like doing the work, like with relationship repair, 
there's a number of things that we can do to help people do better. Because another thing is your body language. It's 93% of your communication. So whenever anything, it goes sideways. You need to be attentive, make eye contact, not crossing your arms, not looking fierce. You've got to be open. You've got to be consciously thinking about that. If you're on a virtual call and you're going to start making notes, you need to let them know, I'm going to take some notes because this is so important that I receive this information so that we can do a better job. And that that way they know that you're not just looking away and you're doing something else, that you're on your iPhone texting your buddy, (laughs) that you're listening. And then you do that also with other verbal cues. You nod your head. Um, you'll, you'll say, you know, wow, I'm, I understand how disruptive that was. Can you tell me more how that da, 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 you know, right? And so all of that plays into the other person, the other human being, showing that you respect them, that you're giving them their space, their dignity, that they can truly express what, what went on from their perspective. I was going to ask you a really simple question. I was going to ask you, well, why does this even matter, right? What, Lynn, why, why should we repair uh, relationships with, with uh, clients or even personal relationships? Well, okay. Well, that, that, that's a big question and I can go on all <laughs> kinds of levels, but let's take it from a business perspective. Do you know how many people will willingly write aggressive, nasty reviews and comments <laughs> on things Okay, Everyone, versus yes. how many people will write something nice and complimentary. Yes. So A, if you wanted to, you know, you've taken, a, I've taken a lifetime to build my thought leadership position, you know, how people perceive who I am. You can wipe that out in about 20 seconds if you don't repair a relationship and if you don't treat the other person with dignity, respect, even if, they were completely in the wrong and you know that you're never going to want to do business with them because I've had that happen a handful of times. I never am going to be the one to burn the bridge. I want them to walk away thinking they heard me. They understood why I'm not happy. And, you know, they're not for me, but I'm okay. You know, and it just dies a natural death. Right. Right. Instead, if you don't do this work, you're, you could have somebody who's literally you're having to hire an attorney to deal with the reputation damage or having to hire reputations or us or whomever it is to work with this. And that word of mouth, I want you to think about it. You know, remember back in the day, <laughs> not so long ago when we were at conferences and trade shows and you're meeting with somebody, one stray comment from somebody who's at that event, who's had a negative experience from you, that can just poison the well, <laughs> big time. And Absolutely. it's that verbal one-on-one because you can say, well, yeah, I wouldn't really do business with them. And it's like, oh, that's it. That's it. So it's just, you just don't want to go there. I mean, let alone, you want to treat the the, other, everyone with that other, that compassion and that level of respect and dignity and kindness. But at the end of the day, it will hurt your reputation. It's going to hurt your business. It's just, you just don't want to go there. Right. You know, I I deliberately asked that question because I know the simplest answer to that is, who do you want people to know you by, right? Who are you truly? Are you running your business with integrity? Do you stand behind everything that you say and you do? So there's, you know, you you say what you do and you do what you say, right? And that's what really makes true leaders stand out. You've got a, a, a wide range of different types of leadership skills, but the ones that truly do what they say and say what they do, that's what really defines a true leader. Absolutely. Ab- 
absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've, um, I've, I've had, I've had a, a bad experience with a marketing company. You know, I'm, I'm happy to share the name on air, but I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to put jeopardize them because the truth is a defense to anything, right? And so if my bad experience with this company that they failed to repair, now if somebody asked me, what was your experience? Not good. I highly recommend do not hire them. It's really bad. And this is bad for business generally. So if anyone has unresolved issues, personal life, business life, right? Take a step back, reach out to Lynn. Lynn could even guide you and say, okay, well, let's start step one because it is a scary process, right, Lynn, for some people because they're so stuck in their ways and, you know, they're, they're so proud, proud, prideful. Is that the word prideful? That they're not going to take the first step forward to try to repair something that could really be a beautiful thing. Yeah, we actually have a whole piece that we do on helping people reset their mindset. Because in sales, that's also important. You could be doing something in the same way. And it's like, hey, this way has worked for me for years. Um, I'm doing just fine. And it's like, well, are you? You know, I mean, can we make things better? Can we make it more effective or efficient? Can you get more out of it for yourself? I love sales because I love to help others. That is my core value set to be of service. And so sales was a natural fit for me. um, And I thrive on that. But it's like, sometimes you have to take a step back and go through your mindset about what's really going on because you put up your own self-limiting beliefs and barriers and to push forward, to get to another incredible place, you need to take those bricks down. Fantastic. I'm going to take a moment to recognize one of our sponsors. Today's sponsor is Bagler Law Firm. They help with business formations, business contracts, and also asset protection. Please check out baglerlaw.com, B-A-G-L-A-L-A-W.com for your legal business needs. Back to you, Lynn. What's what's your background? <laughs> Loaded oh, question. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's that. You know, I've been um, I was in professional sales for many years. Climbed the corporate ladder, moved into um, executive positions, and eventually the C-suite. Um, I was very focused on the sort of the operational side, uh, Six Sigma trained. Um, so I was often selling things that we had just figured out that we could create a product. And then I created the entire roadmap and process to not only sell, but implement the program and then successfully um, manage the programs. So I was at one point, I was literally, I was like the closer who would come in, but uh, flying all over the world, literally to close multi-million dollar deals. And that was really cool. But um, the best part of that was creating this way and then being a mentor and helping others to figure things out, even on my own team, my peers, my team, you know, working with the executives. Uh, and it was an incredible way to sort of pivot to my new world of helping businesses uh, and individuals, you know, grow their business through sales and uh, with strategic development of their programs and, uh, you know, really thinking through those processes, because when you invest that time, 
just like when you invest in an attorney for your business, it pays off big time. Yes. <laughs> it just pays off big time. And it's like, you just did this little, you did this really considering everything, this small piece of work. And now you've got this great roadmap and you have templates and you know what you're doing. You know why you're doing it. You know what your customer, you know, how to, you know, work with them. Uh, it's just pretty amazing. I have a scenario I want you to solve during this show. <laughs> so we're, we're, we're going to put you uh, to work, Lynn. And okay. I know you're way, way, <laughs> way qualified to answer this question. This happened to me. So out of... Um, out of 100%, right, I usually get about 97, 98% closure. Because when people come to me, they're, they're looking for a legal situation to be resolved, especially when they, they want to start a business or they're trying to grow a business. Right. And I had um, someone reached out to me. It was a father and daughter. They reached out to me via phone, uh, email and phone. And they said, you know, we, we, uh, we were Googling startup attorneys and your name came up and we'd like to schedule a call with you. I said, fantastic. So obviously when they showed up, we, we scheduled a meeting and both of them showed up. Well, the, the daughter had my book in her hand. So clearly right off the bat, I knew they looked into me. They, 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 um, trusted me. She purchased my book and she walked into the meeting with my book. The father, on the other hand, he, he's been in business. He's a, a, a builder. He's in construction. He's been in business for about 40 years. And the daughter was just starting out. She's 30 years old and she wants to go into business for herself. And she wanted to go into the uh, creating a very, I guess, a different type of a maternity outfit. And so she wanted to go into, you know, retail and, and clothing and what have you. And I've actually done that, Lynn, because, I've, you know, as, as an entrepreneur, as an attorney, I love to um, dive into different ventures. So I actually have done what she's trying to do. And I'm thinking, this is fantastic. I can walk you through the channels. I can open up my contacts for you. I look forward to you know, working with you. Everything went great. The father said, oh, yeah, you're definitely a right fit for my daughter. I know, you know, you can help her. I said, fantastic. So the next thing I do, I send them my intake form. They fill it out and send them my engagement agreement. And I told them, you know, this is the flat rate that I charge. Well, the next thing I know, they said, we, we want to talk to you again. So we did. And the father came back and he said, well, I've dealt with attorneys, you know, through my 40 years of experience and I've never paid for anything up front. And and I said, well, you're not paying up front here. It goes into a retainer account. That's how attorneys charge. This is, this is how we work. And I said, well, I'm more than happy to work with you. You know, you can pay one third up front. And then he was saying, well, you know, we don't know how, what type of um, product you'll be providing us. And I said, well, that's where you and I work together. I've been doing this for 17 plus years. I have five-star Google reviews, right? All of them. Uh, you clearly have checked me out. You've purchased my book. So I adjusted the engagement agreement and sent it back. A couple of days went by and I just wasn't having a good feeling about it. I have no idea. Over the phone, Lynn, I truly made them feel comfortable, both of them. The father was talking for the daughter. So the daughter and I connected instantly, but the father was interjecting himself into uh, yeah. the relationship. And the next thing I know, the daughter is sending me an email saying, oh, I'm sorry, you know, after, after careful consideration, I don't think you're going to be the right fit. And I basically emailed her back saying, I'm sorry you feel like that. Again, I've gone down that road. I would love to make 
introductions to you, you know, to fashion designers, open that side of the world up to you. But, uh, you know, I wish you luck. What would you have suggested in that scenario, Lynn, to, to secure the sale? Okay, well, sometimes it's not worth securing the sale. Okay. <laughs> thank you. I, thank I, you. I mean, I, I mean, you. honestly, you have to know when to walk. When I work with clients, one of the top things you need to do is there has to be five things, five things that the client must answer yes to, to be a perfect fit for you. Yeah. For me, one of them is their, their professional integrity. I mean, that's like number one on the list. Um, so, and in this sort of situation, what you have is somebody who's essentially trying to, to get you to do work. And then they're going to come back and say, well, this wasn't done to our satisfaction. So we're not going to pay you <laughs> or whatever it is. Maybe that's not the case, but there's something that, that they're not willing to extend you that same level of professional trust and integrity to do your job. And these are normal business practices. You're not asking for anything unusual. This is industry practice. And, and once again, you're willing to work with people. You're willing to meet them. So that's another thing of understanding your deal points. What are the deal points that are critical? One could be that you get a certain amount upfront to start the program because you are spending your time and energy to do the work before you deliver anything. Uh, and then, and then you get the next piece of the retainer and then the next piece, right? So there's different ways that you can do the deal points. So it's always good to know what those are ahead as well. In fact, not, it's not good to, it's necessary because that helps you navigate these situations. There will always be people who want something for nothing or who want to, you know, they want to feel like they have the upper hand, um, in a relationship or they want to bully or drive you. And then you have to think about, uh, that's up front right there. And you're going like, Hmm, how's the rest of the relationship going to go? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I love you for saying that, Lynn, <laughs> that you have to know when to walk away, especially, especially when someone is questioning you, questioning your professional integrity. You're absolutely right. You're yeah. hired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it, it's just not worth because you think about it, you know, that 80, 20 rule, I actually think it's more like a 95, five rule. They're going to become right. that 5% volume for 95% of your time. I mean, it's just not a good fit. It's not right. You just trust your, your gut, you know, and, and you always have to be willing to walk. Absolutely. Absolutely. But, but you did it in a very graceful way. You did it with integrity. Um, you didn't burn any bridges. That's also important because I've had similar things happen to me, uh, you know, over the years, a few times, a handful of times, but you know, you, you, you uh, respond with grace and dignity and kindness. Thank you so much. That, that means the world to me coming from a professional like you to know, yes, I did the right thing. And sometimes you have to listen to your gut, you know, when it's telling you always not right here, always, always listen to your gut. Something's not right here. And I, I've always been a huge believer in things always happen for a reason, Lynn, always. And when things don't happen the way you would like them to, you know, that was a nice sale. It would have, I would have been able to help her easily, but it just wasn't the right fit. Um, it would have been even worse, like you said, going down the road. So Definitely dodged a bullet there. <laughs> Lynn, how can, if, if you had to do it all over again, right, in your professional life, what is one thing that you would change? I think that um, really going and doing um, 
the mindset work early on and being very aware of those things so that you can walk yourself through scenarios when they occur. So if you are feeling a certain way, um, taking that moment to take a five or 10 minute walk and analyze, why do I feel this way? What's really going on? Is there, is it really pinging off of something that's an underlying factor, you know, um, in my life? Uh, so that would be one thing I think doing those, that mindfulness work early on can be very helpful. It also is helpful in how you work with others so that you can, you know, that classic walk a mile in their shoes. But at the end of the day, it is always about the, the cost in sales, the client, why, you know, why, what do they want, need or lack? How is this going to benefit them? So they can, so they can what? Because what you're really selling them is the outcome. So they can you know, so for me, it's so we can grow your business. Yes. <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah. And uh, grow it in a way that's more effective and efficient and easier, you know, and it's brings you more joy. Is there anything else you'd like to share with our fantastic? Yeah. Listeners? So I would like to say that if anyone is interested, I do have a piece that's called the pickle that it's uh, future forward <laughs> sales slash pickle, but this is specifically about how uh, to respond to one of the a really weird question that you could get because this happens all the time uh, honestly I mean it can happen even when you're having a situation with a client that something's gone sideways but this is a really great piece to use it's also great for when you're having a difficult conversation and it's essentially how to get out of the pickle I've got the a little video there about the pickle and then a little uh, cheat sheet that you can use as your wallpaper or, or pin up on your wall. <laughs> That's so, that, that is so cute. And people remember it, right? Take the pickle challenge. <laughs> <laughs> Get yourself out of the pickle. You there know? you go. There you go. That makes more sense. And they would need to go where? It's futureforwardsales.com slash pickle. <laughs> We are going to have all of your contact information as part of our show notes. So anyone uh, listening around the world, we are international, by the way, Lynn, very, very happy about that. All they have to do is they can either go to golegalyourselfpodcast.com or go to anywhere where they listen to podcasts. Uh, if they actually download Go Legal Yourself app from the app stores, they can leave us feedback. They can even contact any of our guests, including you, Lynn. One last thing before I let you go. I don't want to let you go. You know, we definitely <laughs> have to do another show, Lynn. This has been fantastic. But when someone reaches out to you, are you able to help them in any stage of their business? Absolutely. Yeah. I, I mean, I work with established corporate accounts <laughs> um, on continuous improvement, a big thing for me. Uh, and then I work with startups who are you know, really trying to figure it all out. And, and also for those companies that are, have that founder magic and they're trying to transition to having a sales team and everything in between. That's fantastic, that is. Plus, you tell them exactly the most important thing that they need to hear, walk away from the sale because it's not for you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much, Lynn, for being on the show. Well, thank you, Kelly. It was a pleasure. And I'm so glad that we got to do this. And I'd love to come back. And thank you to everyone who tuned in today. Absolutely. And please make sure my friends out there do check out golegalyourself.com. Do it yourself legal protection, which helps you save money and gain peace of mind. I am attorney Kelly Bagler, your legal friend and the queen of business law. It's been a pleasure being your host today. Until next time, cheers to your success. 
If you're looking to start a podcast on your own, use the coupon code WHATHAS at checkout and receive a free month of media hosting from our recommended hosting company, Libsyn.com. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N.com. This podcast was produced by Imagine Podcasting, and we help businesses eliminate competition by elevating their brand message to be heard. Visit imaginepodcasting.com for more information.